Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Weekend Superheroes Podcast. Today is August 27th. I'm Sean sitting with me. Today is Darius and Pat filling in for Steve. We have Griff. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Doing great. <laughs> oh, my God. The, <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing. The weird skipped enthusiasm was too much for me. Actually. I've been better, Sean. If this is your first podcast with us, welcome to the show. But Steve, oh, no. Uh-oh. 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 Well, yes, I now own an the, acre on the moon. For the first time since the 9-11 podcast, we have to move on. Darius, what happened on the last episode? We had the owner of the moon and CEO of the Lunar Embassy, Christopher Lamar. He showed us how to purchase lunar real estate, and we even got a little land for the weekend super herpes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. The weekend superheroes. Oh, right. He was the herpes. Of the o and the P are so close together on the keyboard. But we do own an acre on the moon of one way or the other. We have the deed and everything else. So uh, if you're ever in the neighborhood, come and visit us. But today, I want you to strap on the feed bag as we talk about our main topic. Luckily, this is a subject in which everyone at this table has at least some experience. Though we can't... Celibacy? (laughs) Though we can't call ourselves professional quite yet. Today, I want to talk about competitive eating. These are the competitions in which two or more contestants consume ridiculous amounts of food in a short period of time to gain themselves a little fame, a little fortune... And a lot of heartburn. Now, I'd love to talk about the history of this topic, but throughout the majority of America's past, food wasn't something that could just go to waste. As a result, most major feasts were, uh, they were events typically relegated to like royalty and the super rich of the time. Um, with that in mind, there weren't any written records of eating contests prior to the 15th century. But that's not to say history didn't record any heavy lifters in the eating game from back in the day. All right, so back in the 17th century in England, uh, there was a man named Nicholas Wood, a.k.a. the Great Eater of Kent. So this guy was a prodigious eater. Uh, So there's stories of him eating meals that included a leg of lamb, 60 eggs, uh, three pies, and a giant black pudding. Uh, There's also stories of him... Uh, eating in one meal seven dozen rabbits. I mean, I know a rabbit's not big, but seven dozen. That's a lot of rabbits. That's a lot of rabbits. Um, So he actually only failed twice. Um, One time he ate so much he literally passed out into a food coma. Been there, done Uh, that. I've done that before. Right, but unfortunately for him, uh, it was sponsored by some rich duke or earl or some such thing, and uh, they put him in the stockade the next day for failing. Uh, his second famous defeat Not was... the best facilities. Yeah. Uh, so someone said they could defeat him with a meal that cost only two shillings. So what they did is they bought a dozen loaves of bread and soaked them in really strong ale. And as he ate that concoction, he got so full and drunk that he literally passed out for like a day and a half. Darius, you have experience in this, don't you? <laughs> Give me some of that black pudding. I'll be fucking done. <laughs> but enough about your high school nicknames. Around the middle of the 19th century, uh, things started to change. The Industrial Revolution brought about inventions like refrigerations, uh, canning, and better food storage. Those inventions, along with better farming methods, food became a little more plentiful. Now, since electricity was still rare, Many local fairs throughout the U.S. began to feature eating contests as a way to sort of entertain people. Most of these contests focus on things like uh, crops like corn or watermelon or apples. Eventually, pies. A pie eating contest from Stand By Me. There we go. So the pies became, uh, they began to reign supreme as the competitive eating food of choice. 
Um, mainly using just your face, right? Then, in 1916, a Coney Island hot dog stand named Nathan's Famous, you guys may have heard of it, began hosting its own hot dog eating contest to boost publicity. Now, Nathan's Famous would, of course, become a major fast food chain, and this hot dog eating contest would go on for decades. Two brothers, George and Richard Shea, took over Nathan's publicity in the mid-1990s and increased the audience from hundreds to thousands. We are off in the 103rd iteration of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. Joey Chestnut, the man to beat. That is said disgusting. He used to be like Verlander, right? He'd come out throwing 100 in the first, didn't right. have any gas in the tank late. Now These he's brothers would then form the International Federation of Competitive Eating, later renamed Major League Eating, or the MLE, to oversee these events. They now host 80 to 100 competitions a year, featuring everything from deep-fried asparagus to tiramisu. And their top events are broadcast live on ESPN. Now, when it comes to Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest, there's only one name that comes to mind, gentlemen. Joey Chestnut! <laughs> <laughs> is absolutely brilliant. Look on his works, ye mighty and despair. He has surpassed the kings of Egypt. There is nothing in this earth that is not now a monument to this man. With 71 hot dogs and buns, Jesus. 12 victories in Coney Island, the champion of the world, Joey I, I think that guy may have oversold him just a little bit. Yeah. He did a lot better than I did. Something about the kings of Egypt? The they didn't have hot dogs then. <laughs> But we are talking about Joey Chestnut. So since uh, 2007, he's only lost one year, earning him 12 wins. Uh, his most impressive being 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That was in 2018. But it's not just hot dogs he holds a record for. He downed 32 and a half grilled cheese sandwiches in 10 minutes, 241 chicken wings in 30 minutes, and a 72-ounce ribeye steak, salad, baked potato, shrimp cocktail, and, of course, a dinner roll in just 8 minutes and 52 seconds. God bless America. And I think the salad took 8 minutes. The rest only took 52 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> but let's not forget that competitive eating is not just an American thing. Before anyone even knew who Joey Chestnut was, Japan's own Takeru Kobayashi won the hot dog eating contest six years in a row before even losing to Chestnut. Does anyone know what even happened to Kobayashi? Uh, he ate too many hot dogs and exploded. All right, so in 2009, Chestnut defeats Kobayashi at the Nathan's Championship, all right? Okay. But then in June 2010, Kobayashi declares his free agency, announcing that he will not sign with Major League Eating uh, Contract. Oh, going for the big bucks and free agency. Okay, right? that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Been talking to AB for a while. All right. And in July 2010, Chestnut wins again at Coney Island as Kobayashi is arrested for trespassing. Right. So apparently he, like, literally jumped the stage and they had to tear him off. There we go. November 2010, Kobe fails in an attempt to set the world record for speed eating a 12-inch pizza. Then, in 2011, after realizing that women were starting to creep up in the ranks, Nathan gave the ladies their own category. Since 2014, Mickey, the Black Widow pseudo, hasn't given up her title in six years running. In 2012, she even beat 10 out of 15 male eaters. And for you chauvinistic pigs out there who think there isn't a girl alive who could out-eat you, prepare to be bitch-slapped. 
Because our guest tonight is a professional competitive eater from across the pond. She currently holds three Guinness World Records in the speed eating category. After her victory over Adam Moran in the 2018 World Burger Eating Competition, she was ranked the UK's number one competitive eater. Please welcome YouTube sensation, the talented, the lovely, the hungry, Leah Shutkiever. Leah, how are you? Hello. Hello, I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for coming. I know it's late, so let's just jump right in. Um, let's jump in. When was the first moment you realized you could be a contender in competitive eating? I have a very interesting story because I always knew that I was greedy. I always knew it. <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> I could eat a lot of food. Always could eat a lot of food. And I looked like it. I looked like a, a, like a hungry little child. That was me. And for years, I was dieting and all this stuff and I was doing the typical girl thing where I would be very conscious of how I looked and always wanted to be thin and um, when I was dieting for a bikini show believe it or not um, in 2013 uh, my brother failed a local restaurant food challenge about 10 times 10 weeks in a row and as a normal like red-blooded sister I heckled him a lot for it. I just let him know about himself, that he's letting the family down and that he needs to step up his game. <laughs> right, just, just being a good sister. And uh, I was being a good sister. I was being encouraging. I was doing what our parents would be proud for me to do. And he then called me out and said, you know what, you can do it. Do your little bikini show. And then you come and show me how to eat. And basically, I did that. <laughs> I went to this. <laughs> I went to this restaurant. They gave me the challenge. I did it very leisurely. I've never done a challenge before. I. It wasn't looking back now. It wasn't a huge challenge, um, but I did it in about six minutes. And the the staff. Well, I'm sorry. Were well, like, I, just, I gotta know what did you eat in six minutes? It was a stack of waffles. So you had six stack waffles. The big Belgian ones and then in between you had like a big chunk of brownie and and apparently a whole uh, jar of peanut butter and a whole <laughs> jar of nutella Jesus. Uh, peanut butter would slow me down it well because it was kind of it was after 16 weeks of dieting it was the best thing i've ever eaten in my entire life oh, you so, were, oh, so you were dieting for the bikini competition and then yes. this came out wow yeah so wait wait you can diet for 16 weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, for bodybuilding prep, you tend to spread your diet over like 16 to 24 and even more weeks so that it's not so difficult to sort of stay on track. You don't, you don't lose too much weight and you try and maintain as much muscle mass and, and yeah, yeah <laughs> along the I, way. I have that problem so, a lot. I, I lose too much weight. I'm so glad you're doing audio. We actually can't even fit in the video right now. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you uh, you did it in six minutes. So what did your brother have to say? Um, he never. I don't think he's he ever asked me to do anything again. He never. Asked <laughs> me, he never challenged me to do anything from then. Um, I I can't understand why. <laughs> right. He doesn't even send Christmas cards anymore. <laughs> Is there anything about your biology that gives you a competitive edge over the other competitors? Oh, good question. Um, mm, I'm going to say that we all have our 
we all have our things, like we all have our things that we're good at. And I feel like there are some competitors that are good at speed eating and some that are good at capacity. And I'm a fast eater, right? And I think it's because it's it's several factors. Number one being I, I probably don't fear dying. Um because <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. I, I genuinely, like, it doesn't cross my mind when I'm doing a challenge that there, there is a possibility that swallowing things whole, like, is not a good thing to do. But a human body would normally say, like, don't do that. You might die. But my body's like, no, shit, do it. <laughs> Got that feeling every lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so your body's Nothing like my friend. It's like, oh, no, you'll be fine. Actually, do more. But how about during these competitions? Like, uh, don't you gag with so much food you're putting into your face? Is there no problem um, with that? So, well, you'll see this in some competitive eaters. I mean, we all have our moments, but I think for the most part, we don't really have a gag reflex, um, not like the average person would. And also, there's a lot of um, getting over of certain senses, like tastes and smells, because... Things that you don't particularly like or a consistent smell can make you feel really nauseous. So if you can block out those senses as well, it obviously puts you way ahead of everyone else. That is amazing. So Griffles an altar boy for like 13 years. He has no gag reflex either. I'm actually just sitting here filling in for someone. <laughs> this, is, this is what I get. All right. So I do have a question for you. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, you ate three pickled eggs in 7.8 seconds and a Terry's chocolate orange in 65 seconds, but the mind-blowing one was the burrito that you ate in 44.2 seconds because you didn't do it on your first try, did you? Can you tell us about that? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you're not alone in saying that. Everybody emphasizes this burrito challenge as if it was like this groundbreaking moment but for me i thought the eggs were more more impressive but okay the burritos um i went in and we were filming two challenges in the one day and i was doing the burrito first and in honesty i didn't practice it i didn't think it through properly i just thought a 600 gram burrito that's like it's not it's not massive it's, it's a large burrito, but I just didn't think that it was going to be that difficult. So I it came out. I had a big crowd in front of me. We were filming for TV. I thought, yep, I've got this. The pressure's on, you know. I normally sort of perform when camera goes on and I just – I know what I've got to do. And I failed the first time. And I remember looking at everyone and it was like everyone was just silent looking at me. And I was like, what? What's happened? I had no idea what the time was. There was no reaction, no, like, there was no response. I thought that either completely speechless, which would be great, or I failed, which isn't normal for me. Like, I don't, I don't, often, I don't often fail at food challenges. So it was very weird. Um, and yeah, I failed. And I just thought, I can't let all of these people down. I can't let myself down. It's a once in a lifetime. And I know I can do it. It's like I just had to shave off that 10 seconds and I'm like under under the mark. I was 54 seconds on my first attempt and 44 on my second attempt. So it was really tight. But wait, I, I think you, you, you passed up something big there. You did it again. 
<laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> back to back. But I took Same it as day. the first one was practice. Same 10 minutes. <laughs> I laugh when my wife asked me to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't ask you to do it a first time. Chris. There was uh, uh, how long in between? I mean, you ate a whole burrito, and then you're like, you know what? I want to do it again. Oh, no, literally, it was, they brought it, they, as soon as I said, let's do it again, the woman was making it, and it was <laughs> out of the kitchen, and everyone was just like, are you sure you want to do this? And yeah, yeah well, obviously. Well, you yes. see, yeah, you see, the key is the first one just, you know, kind of stretches out the esophagus, and oh, the second I one should. goes down easier. Well, she said it was practice, yeah. maybe that was the whole point, that was, uh, I, I just, I saw the video, it was unbelievable. <laughs> And well you. done, by the Thank way. That what? makes three uh, yeah. Guinness World Records for you. I keep saying Guinness Book of World Records, but now it's online. So it's uh, Guinness World Records. It's absolutely out of control. Darius, you had a question? <laughs> so you told us about this burrito, but I got to know, name a competition you regret doing and would you never do it again? I don't regret doing anything that I've done in, in terms of competitive eating. It's been an absolute whirlwind, but such a, like, it's so once in a lifetime. It's absolutely insane that world, and I'm just I'm really proud to be part of it because it's so, it's so different. It's so niche, and um, you meet some incredible people. I would say there have been challenges that I have, um, w- <sighs> that I've really struggled with. Um, cool. One was uh, the qualifier for the Battle of the Big Eaters um, World Championship. And that was eating scotch eggs. Oh, if you know no. Scotch eggs. Oh, you know oh. Yeah, all right. They are this greasy pile of misery. I, like, I can yeah. eat like one and it takes me an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious, but not something I could eat um, quickly. They don't go well so, with the IPA. So these were, um, we were midwinter on the Thames on the top deck of a boat outside filming for Japanese TV. We had half an hour on the clock. We had as many scotch eggs as we could eat in that time. And it's just go time. 15 people just eat and they'll just keep bringing one out. And I ate 15 and I was ahead of everyone. And I had five minutes left on the clock. And I just 15. And I just sat there, just coasted for the last five minutes. I couldn't eat anymore. There was just absolutely no way. I would have jumped into the Thames at like five. (laughs) What, What? what, when's the last time we had a scotch egg after that? Oh, no. Never again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. All right. I say to a lot of people, my most dreaded food is anything that was popular in the Victorian era. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to a sort of a, I'm going to call it a generic question, but you can see me. So I, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm a little, uh, what do they call, curvy? Husky. I guess hot fat. Is Plus size. Yeah, right. The smallest one out of all of us. <laughs> but if you're listening and you don't know Leah, Leah is built like a brick shit house, which goes against all of like the stereotypes of someone who typically eats a right. lot. Right. People that eat a lot look like us. Right. That's what, that's what everyone thinks, right? <laughs> now, it's obviously that you hit the gym pretty religiously, but what is your diet like if you, if you want to stay fit and still remain involved in these eating competitions? It's so um, interesting when I hear these types of questions because it's always geared towards um, you don't look like a competitive eater. I would say that the new wave of competitive eaters, we're all kind of into the same things. Um, We all are bodybuilders. We all stay kind of fit year round and we don't eat a lot, but we eat competitively 
And it's, I think it's very different um, because our day-to-days are very strict. Um, me, myself, I, I mean, I train um, about between four and six times a week. Um, I don't find that a chore. That's not something that I've um, incorporated because of competitive eating. It's something that I've always done. I've always been very sporty and all of that. That was always my life before. Um, I lead a very healthy lifestyle, which is all very boring. And my diet is nothing short of absolutely like mind-numbingly boring I am the typical chicken rice broccoli type of girl it's it's nothing fun or sexy or exotic and I don't mind that that's okay with me I use food for fuel during the week and at the weekend I would go out have a cheat meal or do a challenge and it would refill me and refuel me and then I'd get back into another training week and back at work with my morale high and it it was just it was just how it always was so now um if I know I've got a challenge coming up I will I don't like to think of it in this way but I kind of diet down into it so I kind of taper my calories down um normally to sort of allow myself appetite so that I feel hungry to go into a challenge and also saving some calories and then I'll do this big challenge and then I will just act on how my body what my body's telling me if it's saying I am full do not eat I will have a day when I don't really eat a lot or I'll just stick to very very easily digestible foods and then I'll slowly get myself back to what I consider 100% for me all right so Let's be honest here for a second. The internet is filled with some of the most vile human scumbags on earth, myself included. Terrible. Terrible um, people. What are some of the most disgusting or disturbing requests you've gotten from someone online? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ding, 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 um, ding, ding. And, 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 and it's fine. This is not a so, family podcast. You can share anything. Oh yeah, let's share it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's very unrequited, isn't it? But I think that the strangest things that I get asked for is pictures of my feet. Um, people ask to see my stomach after I do a challenge. It used to be a thing that I did just at, like, it was really just banter. Like I just was like, it's hilarious that all of this food, like I can eat it all. And I, I don't look fit when I, after I eat a big meal, you know, like I don't look like I've ever seen an ab in my life. Um, <laughs> and, Welcome to my life, Leah. I'm going to start crying. I became very weird about it. And after that, it was like, okay, well, if that if that's weird, I didn't see it as being weird. But if that's something that is going to bring up these strange men, then I'm going to stop doing it. And so now I do get requests, like private requests for like to see like a maybe to film like a challenge for uh, on a private basis. And to me, that's strange, but hey, yeah. I'm not about to judge anybody. It's just not my bag. Yeah, cool. you don't have to judge them, but you don't have to do it either. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, exactly. if, if you want to stop those, block Pat at weekendsuperheroes.com. <laughs> you'll never get another one. Uh, that's what incognito mode for. <laughs> Honestly, in recent times, I, I've been extremely lucky in the, in the fact that I think with the eating community, I've kind of earned a lot of respect and um, people do tend to respect me and don't cross that line. And yeah, they know that I'm savage if they do cross the line. Oh, you're, you're also really fit, so you can probably I, kick the shit out of I most of them. I wouldn't even <laughs> challenge you to a thumb wrestling competition. You would just kick my ass at everything. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No way. 
Great. So uh, I've got a question here. Competition rules state that yeah. you need to keep the food down or you're disqualified. After yeah. the results are in, have you ever just thrown up and chundered oh. like a snowblower? Good question. <laughs> Good question. Yes, I have. Yeah! I, have been, <laughs> I have been in an absolute state after a contest. I was, I was up against um, Japan's number one. And I ate to oblivion. And I remember, because my mind overtakes my san- my sense and my sanity. What did you I eat? Just, I don't want to interrupt. What did you eat that made you so full? Um, we were eating chicken skewers. And they were like Mediterranean chicken skewers. And let's say it had each skewer had like four or five chunks of chicken on it with vegetables in between. I ate 29 of those. Oh, Wait, 29 skewers, not 29 pieces of chicken, 29 no, actual skewers. No, 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 29 skewers. And not only that, some of the pieces of chicken were raw and I had to pick them out oh. and have uh. them placed. <laughs> Uh, okay, now I'm going to throw up after the results oh, are in. Oh, man. Well, I can see cooking that many. Response. They couldn't cook them well. Yeah. Your physiological response there is exactly how my mind is going. <laughs> and my, I was thinking, I could die. I could die. Oh, maybe that's, where it start, maybe that's where it started and ended, my fear of dying. Maybe that's where it like. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. All right, so... What's next for you? Do we get to see you in a series called Woman vs. Food? <gasps> oh, please. It would be great, wouldn't it? It would really be great. I, uh, I'm waiting. I've had a lot of um, production companies and TV companies throw this about, and it seems to be like on it, it's right up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm rallying for it. I'm 100% on board. And I feel like it has such a huge market, even for like weird foods and, and big eats and all of that. And imagine the competitive spirit. Everyone sees this girl going to a restaurant, eat this food. They're like, oh, I can do that. We start this huge competition in the UK. It'd be amazing. It'd be absolutely amazing. So I would like for it to happen. I don't know whether I have the power to create it myself, but I'm going to um, just keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully just fly the flag for now and see whether we can make this happen because it needs to happen. Let us know who we have to call. Yeah, come on. We'll make some calls. We'll make this happen. This would be amazing. Sean, do you know anyone at ITV? (laughs) Come to Pittsburgh. We eat like crazy here. We literally put put French French fries on a sandwich. It's out of control. And salads. Yeah. Pittsburgh salads. Salads, of course. (laughs) Leah. Yes. If you have a little bit of time right now, I would like to have the very first weekend superhero hot dog eating competition. Now, the last episode we had, we bought an acre of the moon, but we bought it for the four of us. Now... We had the CEO of the Lunar Embassy, and he only gave us one acre. So my question is, we can't live on an acre like that. What are we going to do? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have this hot dog eating competition to see who gets the full (laughs) acre on the moon. Whoever wins is going to need another acre just to fit themselves. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be good. You'll be fine. Just make sure that one of you win. No quitting. All right. Let's just no quitting. Absolutely no quitting. So here's the deal. I just had dinner before we came yeah, here, so too. Just to do the know. rules say you can puke before the competition <laughs> starts? Um, I would probably have some kind of condiment, yeah. I need ketchup. I, I need some sort of... It would be like a lubricant. <laughs> and gotta, I'm yeah. married. I don't have to use condiments anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. You're probably going to need some kind of like a, a drink. Any water? Uh, a beer? Yeah. 
Um, not recommended. Like I yeah, something I carbonated and filling. Perfect. A, a still drink. If you've I'll got take one. another beer, please. <laughs> uh, I say we just ask her one sort of final question of advice to move on. I'm gonna start. Okay, Leah. When you do this, do you do picnic rules or do you actually dunk your bread or the bun into water before you eat it? I am notoriously tidy eater, so I do picnic rolls every single time. I will eat it as it comes. I try not to take things apart. All right, picnic rolls, guys. Picnic rolls. Leave them on the bun. Pat? No, nothing she can tell me is going to make me good at this. Okay, I have I have one. <laughs> Griff, any questions? Ketchup Shoot. or mustard? <laughs> Both. 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 All right. Wait, you no use a condiment when you spicy. do this? She said that. What? Yeah, you can do, yeah. Oh, you're soaking yours on. It's not a bad idea because it will loop it a little. I like to. I'd rather dip mine. That's it. Put it in in abundance. All right. Leah, you need to know you're yeah. going to be the only one talking. So, coach us through it. Make sure we're doing okay. this right. So, uh, just count down from five. Uh, do you, any any other advice before we roll? We couldn't have did chicken fingers. Um, my biggest advice is to clear your mouth before you take another bite, ideally. A lot okay. of people tend to shove a lot of food in their mouth and it's very difficult to yes. swallow. So, like, bite fast, smaller bites, swallow another one, and just keep going. Breathe for your nose. Don't do anything crazy. <laughs> I wish I'm, it were scotch eggs. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, no. All right, okay. Count down to five. We're going to go right. and, and coach us through. Talk. Feel free to talk because you're the only one talking. Five, four... Three, two, one, go! Good, really, really good start. Firm start. Smaller bites. <laughs> Straight in the mouth. Good, good one. Good one. Okay. Chew and swallow. Focus on chewing and um, if you can use the drink to just get the food down without tasting the food, obviously that helps. Be a little bit more enthusiastic, maybe bounce around a little bit, helps the food how digest. Long, how long will this take you? Um, each one probably about uh, 20 seconds to 30 seconds. Don't be disheartened by that though. Yes, first one down. Good work. <laughs> This is also a very, very good sign that you're in the zone. You stand up to let the food go down. Come on, keep moving. You need to take a smaller bite, chew, and swallow. You need to just swallow the food. Sometimes just block everything out in your mind and just push the food down. Because you, you won't like the taste and it won't be the best thing in the world. That's it. Good bite. <laughs> do really, do really well. <laughs> do really, really well. If you hold the, the hot dog in one hand, yes, three of them. Yes, three. Oh, is that your first? Oh, no way. I thought you were the slowest. Amazing. <laughs> Good work. Just the last fight, two fights. Good work. Okay, we're on the last one there. I think one of you has one bite, one of you has one hot dog. <laughs> Sabotage! Sabotage! <laughs> Should I be able to feel my left arm right now? No chipmunking. Get that down and you win. Chipmunking! Oh, I think we have a winner. Let's yeah. get an open map. This guy right here wins. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Woo!
There's no way I there's no way I could do like a ton of those though. Like I don't know how people do that. That was out of control. You guys all have a full one left, except no. for Sean has one bite at it. He didn't eat before and this. He's still chewing it. Listen, I'm I'm sweaty. Uh-huh. I'm short of breath, and I can't feel my left arm. Is that okay? It's a competition. You knew I was going to win it, boys. All right. This is what it boils down to in in competitions. Even if it's just a local restaurant challenge, you always get that one person who, whatever happens, I'm winning this. I don't care how it's going to happen. Yeah. You think gonna it's always it. going to be him? No, not necessarily. I mean, <laughs> well, we, hey, with yeah. this group of losers, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Go, yes. That was awesome, Leah. Thank you so much. Hey, do you have five more minutes? We play a game uh, at the end of every episode called Factor Fuck. Do you win? Okay, yes, do it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm do keeping that. Factor Fuck. Okay, shoot. Okay. We're going to start with Pat. Pat. Uh-huh. There is a 13th century Norse myth about an eating contest between the god Loki and his servant, where the servant beat Loki because he ate the plate. I'm trying to remember which Avengers movie this was. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with fact. Fact. Leah. I'm going to say that it's not fact. That is a fact. Ah. Nailed it. <clears throat> Thanks, MCU. Awesome. Griff. Joey Chestnut's real name is Joseph Christian Gilmore. Fact. Fact. Leah? Fact. That is fucked. Oh, it was so it was so confident. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about it too. Wow. <laughs> Griff, I thought you had his poster. I just roped you right in there. Uh-huh. Griff, I thought you had his poster over your bed. So quick with the answer. Darius. Scientists have revealed that the fastest eater among mammals is the star-faced mole. Fact. Fact. Liam? Oh, God. I'm going to go fuck. That is fact. Isn't it the star-nosed mole? No, no, they're both. Star, uh, star-nosed and star-faced. Uh, three more to let you go. Pat. Uh-huh. I'm, th- I'm having a real problem just digesting <laughs> these hot dogs. I'm just putting that on the record. <laughs> And th- and there's always that one dick at like every party that tells you what's in a hot dog and then you can't eat it anymore. Oh, he's eating another one. Hold on. Pat <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Pat. Watch out, Joey. <laughs> there he comes. <laughs> you want to eat combos now? Let's go. Pat, in 2008, the Nintendo Wii created the first video game based on competitive eating called Major League Eating the Game. Oh, man, we had the Wii. I don't think we ever played that game, though. But it's Nintendo, and Leah mentioned Japanese competitive eating. Can you land your plane here? Fact. Fact. Leah. Say fuck. That is a fact. (laughs) And I know what game you're getting for Christmas, Sean. (laughs) Two more. Pat. The heavy... Oh, sorry. Griff. The heaviest man in history. Great. I got this question. No, that's Pat. (laughs) I see how you got confused. The heaviest man in history was named Gary Middleton, was born premature in 1938, and died 304 kilograms, also known as 672 pounds. Heaviest man in history? Yep. No, that's fucked. Fucked. Leah? God. You know, I may as well stay on my losing streak and go um, that that is a fact. That's fucked. 
It's too light. It was too I, light. I have this season of my 600-pound life DVR, so I know that was fucked. <laughs> you might have to add a few after these hot dogs. <laughs> oh, no. I'll be gone here shortly. Don't worry. <laughs> don't fear death. If there's one thing we learn from Leah, don't fear death. Oh, not, a good fear time to mention, <laughs> not a good time to mention I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. <laughs> Last one, I'll let you go. I promised. I know it's late. There is. In 1919, a New York Yankees player, Bing Bodie, showed off his eating skills when he went head-to-head in a spaghetti-eating contest with an ostrich. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Leah. Going with fuck. That, that is a fact. fact. 100% fact. fact. Sean's not creative enough yeah, to come up with that. You think Sean made that up? Guys, <laughs> thank you. That is our show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, it has been an absolute blast. Leah, you were absolutely amazing. Leah, tell everyone where you can find you. Um, my name is Leah Shutkiva. I am Shutkiva Official all over Instagram and Facebook. I have pages etc my youtube is leah shutkiva if you put in leah shut i'm the only one in the world so you'll find me <laughs> <laughs> and check her out on woman versus food coming up in 2025 yeah, yeah. Woo. Yes, stay tuned. if you like this episode and you want to hear more like it find us at weekendsuperheroes.com or anywhere you get your podcast check us out on facebook instagram and twitter pat would you like to say goodbye goodbye <laughs> pat, griff i'll have another hot dog please <laughs> there he is I felt defeated. (laughs) And always remember to podcast responsibly.